Calvin, good morning. How you doing? Good. Can I call you Big Rigs? Yes, sir. Sure can. <laughs> we'll talk about that nickname in a bit, but tell me about the farm. Yeah, my family uh, has actually been farmers in Hampshire County prior to the Revolution. I grew up in a peach orchard, you know, grew apples, cherries, plums, some pears, and just always worked with them. And uh, all through school, I always wanted to uh, join the Marine Corps. And, uh, you know, up until that point, I always worked for my grandparents in the orchard, and we had some beef cattle as well. I know that a lot of farmers in your industry, uh, they're kind of worried about this warmer weather we're having. The trees might have come out of dormancy a little bit. Any concern there in your part of the country as to maybe a a frost might come here in a couple of weeks and kind of ruin things? Yeah, that's definitely uh, always something that's on everybody's mind. Like last year, we lost all our cherries all our plums. And then this year, it looks like the same thing happened uh, from this warm spell that we had. But the peaches and apples still look okay right now, but they came out of uh, their dormant stage. So, you know, weather could be pretty uh, catastrophic for us again this year. You mentioned you grew up on a farm uh, and you've been in the country for a while. Matter of fact, your first uh, real view of the city came when you went to join the Marines. And it was when you were overseas, I think, that you found out about some niche agriculture markets that you didn't know about that may be able to sustain a living for you. Is that right? Yeah, before I went to uh, join the Marines, I'd never been to D.C. except for a field trip in the sixth grade. I mean, we're only two hours away from D.C., but uh, my, my pappy always told me that we didn't lose anything down there, so there's no reason to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it wasn't until I deployed and I was in Iraq. That was the first time I ever flew in a plane was for the invasion of Iraq. And all the guys I was with, was they were from New York, Baltimore, D.C., and I was telling about my family's farm and how we sell everything right here on Route 50, right beside our house. We're like, you need to get into farmer's markets. And I was like, what's a farmer's market? And they're like, well, you know, farmers come to the city and set up tents and, you know, sell their stuff. And the price margin was like, you know, way different than what we're doing, you know, out here. Because in West Virginia, where I'm at, everybody buys a bushel of peaches and, you know, they're like a wholesale price. And in the city, they only want, you know, for the most part, like a few peaches just to eat for the week. So, you know, it's like grocery store prices where everything's, you know, a dollar ninety nine to you know two fifty a pound. Where at our fruit stand, you know, if you bought a half bushel of peaches, it's you know maybe sixty cents a pound. You know, just the the price margin is way different. But your consumers a lot different too. How hard was it to convince the family that that was the route to go once you got back home? Because obviously now you're you're very successful in the farmers market avenue, and, and you're you're driving quite a bit of ways on the weekends to sell your stuff. But how hard of a sell was it to the generation above you to realize that was the direction to go? They looked at me like I had three heads when I first <laughs> told them what I was going to do. You know, they were all open about it. You know, and uh, you know, just let me have you know X amount of stuff to take down there. And then I started growing vegetables um, on my grandparents' property to just give myself more of a diversity of things to have. And I also started making like value-added products like jams, jellies, and sauces to sell, so that I could have something to sell year-round. Because you know, we only have fruit from you know maybe June until late December when, uh, you know, we sell all our apples. So with the value-added products, you know, that gave me something to sell through the winter to sustain myself. You mentioned they looked at you like you had three eyes, but I bet you gave some of those looks to maybe some people you were meeting in the city to buy your products because there in West Virginia, everybody knows about agriculture. They know why you do what you do and how you do it. But, boy, you get uh, some of those uh, areas that are a little bit more urban and you might be getting some questions that you had never thought about before because it just came natural to you. How did you address those questions and build those relationships with people from the city? 
it's really uh, easy for me. Uh, I like talking to people, and I didn't realize how much knowledge I had in agriculture just growing up around it, you know, because it was nothing that I ever, like, thought about, you know, like how to see what stage a blossom's in, that kind of stuff. And your customers come to you like you're an expert because you know way more about it than, than what uh, they do. What are some of the crops you specialize in? What are some of the best sellers you have when it comes season? Peaches are definitely our biggest seller for the markets fruit-wise, and definitely tomatoes are the uh, big thing on the vegetable side. I know this time of year, fruit growers like yourself are just kind of stepping back and letting Mother Nature do her thing. When will things start to really get busy for you there on the farm? Definitely the busiest season for us is the end of August, because that's when we'll have all our vegetables in full production, and peaches will be in peak, and then actually we'll be into some apples. So that's when we're, we're busiest is the end of August, the beginning of September, when uh, everything's coming along. Of course, you do visit those farmer's markets, but you're also delivering to the door. Something called CSA, or Community Supported Agriculture. Uh, can you kind of hit on that a little bit? Tell me what that is and how it works for you. People pay in advance about this time of the year, like a subscription to fruits and vegetables that we grow. So we'll do a weekly delivery to whoever subscribed to the CSA. And it'll be like for a half share, it's enough to feed two people their fruits and vegetables for a week. And then a whole share would be, I'd consider like four people for that. And it's a weekly thing. And a lot of times around here, we deliver it to people's homes or businesses that we've established like a relationship with. You mentioned that you got on your own. You started doing things a little bit different after your first trip overseas. You came back and and you really got things kind of rolling, Calvin, didn't you? Everything was kind of going the way you thought it was going to go. And then all of a sudden you put that Marine uniform back on and for a second time went overseas and you had to leave the farm behind. Who took care of it while you were gone? And how'd that all work out? Yeah, it was actually, um, I volunteered. The company that I was a part of, if you had went to Iraq the first time, it wasn't mandatory to go the second time. But I didn't want to miss out on a great opportunity. So I actually left everything. And my dad continued doing the markets for me. And while I was still in Iraq, I was ordering seeds and um, (laughs) having them shipped to my parents. And then my parents were taking them to the high school where I graduated from and the horticulture and greenhouse uh, management classes actually started my seeds and everything for me through um, like the FFA kids and everything. So they started my seeds. And then when I came home, like the very first day that I was back in West Virginia, we started planting broccoli and cauliflower. Wow. I mean, that, that's a great story about your hometown helping you out when you were helping all of us out. Uh, Calvin Riggleman, he's from Augusta, West Virginia. Big Riggs is his nickname. He's a Marine and a farmer from the heartland of America. Calvin, thank you so much for taking time for us today. And more importantly, thank you for your service. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and get to know you. Oh, yeah, man. No problem. You too.